You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com. You're tuned into tomorrow. Tech news, videos, podcasts, all kinds of cool stuff on the air and on your devices for free. When you visit us at intotomorrow.com, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Have we reminded you yet? I don't think so because I just spewed a bunch of stuff and didn't say back up your important data. We did not, but now you did. Okay. And what else did I not say? Check your spam filters regularly. Regularly and frequently because you never know who might be stuck in spam. That's right. And happy Mother's Day weekend out there to all the mothers in radio land. That's true. podcast land, however you're hearing us. Yeah, exactly. Happy Mom's Day to all the moms. So we love you. We love you more when you call in and participate on the show. Certainly moms have good input for tech as well. So we want to hear from you. And the dads, too, in time for Dad's Day. Exactly. Yeah. It is our 27th year on the air, and this broadcast is for the weekend of Friday, April 29th. No, it's not. It's for Friday, May 6th. It is. Yeah. You're you're into yesterday. Right. (laughs) Apparently, I didn't flip my calendar over yet. (laughs) For, For Friday, May 6th, Mother's Day weekend here in the U.S., and should be that way all around the world. So thanks for joining us. Some tech news and commentary, and then uh, Cutis in California and a whole bunch of other folks standing by with phone calls and questions and comments. Russian troops stole about $5 million worth of farm equipment from a John Deere dealer in occupied city of Melitopol, Ukraine. Oh, great. I well, think it's Mariupol. I don't know. I had Melitopol. Okay. But, uh, well, it's Melon something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, only to discover that the machines have been shut down remotely, making oh. them inoperable. Uh, Thank you, technology. Excellent. Well, that's good. Some of the equipment, which comes with a remote locking feature and built-in GPS, was tracked over 700 miles away in Chechnya. A source close to the situation said that Russian troops gradually began taking machinery away from the dealer following their occupation of the city in March. It reportedly started with two combine harvesters worth $300,000 each, a tractor, a cedar. uh, This is all until troops hauled away all 27 pieces of equipment. Wow. Some of the equipment went to Chechnya, while others reportedly landed in a nearby village. When the invaders drove the stolen harvesters to Chechnya, they realized that they could not even turn them on because the harvesters were locked remotely. Good. Thanks to technology. Yeah. John Deere saying, well, you know, the stuff's been stolen, so it's of no value to us, but we're going to make sure it's no value to them either. Yeah. And this is the kind of stuff that that made us wonder why people like John Deere or companies like John Deere were at CES the last several years, because we walked in there and we're like, what's a tractor company doing here? And that was because they were showing off things like this, you know, remote lockout and GPS, you know, because these tractors these days, you know, you don't even have to really drive them. You just sit in the cab and the GPS will send it up and down the field on its own. That's true. So, but so that now there's a whole bunch of John Deere stuff 
Uh, it's useless. Millions of dollars, would you say it was? Five million dollars Five worth. million dollars worth, useless. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Netflix, of course, has laid off staff and contractors from its editorial website called Tadum, the fan-oriented site that covers the content Netflix offers for streaming. That, according to several former employees' posts on various anti-social media, Tadum launched in December as a way to appeal to superfans of its popular series, like uh, Bridgerton and Stranger Things and Love is Blind, among other original Netflix things. The streaming giant had previously launched a hiring spree to recruit numerous entertainment journalists. Most of them, of course, are now gone or in the process of leaving. And do you know why they call that fan site Tadum? Because of the sound effect? Yeah. The sound effect that wakes up your entire household when you launch Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I'm always, anytime I've launched Netflix, I always turn everything down first because you know that's going to come on and go, yikes. Mm-hmm. And somebody screams, turn it down. Yeah. Because they're obnoxious about that. They don't have to be that loud with it. They could do a nice, soft, see, yeah. that's fine. It's comfortable. And you know, and they keep canceling all their uh, original programming, you know, because all their their users are their hemorrhaging users. Uh, Space Force was the latest one to be no let go. So they've confirmed. I like it. that goofy show. Yeah, me too. But they've confirmed it won't be back for season three. And you know, I'm sure part of that's because apparently Steve Carell was making like a million dollars per episode. No way, <laughs> a million yeah. bucks per episode. So no wonder they couldn't afford to keep it on. Oh my gosh! I wonder if they went to him and said, "Hey, listen, we want to renew for another season." But we can't pay you a million bucks, so can you drop your salary a bit? I wonder if they even asked, or if they did, and he went, no. Okay, oh, well, probably. then now you're fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't so care. We'll take the whole show off the air. <laughs> right, exactly. And what about all the other people on the show? And uh, Well, yeah. darn it. I, I kind of like that. I thought it was a funny show. Mm. Well... We'll see what happens. But you know, and speaking of layoffs, uh, Bose might not be the audio giant that it once was. Uh-oh. Boston Globe sources say the company has been implementing rolling layoffs in recent years, with public data indicating that its headcount dropped from 9,000 in 2019 to only 7,000 in 2021. Whoa. Recently departed employees told the newspaper that Bose had fallen short of sales targets as new products struggled in the market, including the frames, audio glasses, and sound control hearing aids. Competition from rivals like Apple and Sony is also believed to have hurt Bose's bottom line. The latest layoffs in March cut 245 jobs and reportedly wiped out the entire health division responsible for those hearing aids. Oh, well, that can't be good. So don't expect any Bose hearing aids. Probably not. If that whole division was (laughs) fired. But I remember there was a time that Bose was like the premium audio stuff to have. Oh, yeah, of course. Wow. Elon Musk has been approaching hedge funds, private equity firms, and other potential investors about backing his $44 billion purchase of Twitter, potentially reducing his own $21 billion commitment, according to several sources. Musk has also reportedly reached out to major Twitter shareholders, including Fidelity and former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, to discuss whether they will maintain their stakes in the company. And ZZ Top wannabe hippie Jack Dorsey, the former CEO of Twitter, has been brown-nosing all over the place with Elon. So I'm guessing he not only wants to retain his shares, but probably wants to be CEO again. Although, I mean, although like I said, I think last week, he's probably busy still running uh, Square or Cube or Block or whatever they called it nowadays. Yeah, true. I think they named it to Block because he's the, now the Blockhead. Oh, right. We talked about that <laughs> yeah. in Tech News last week. 
Yeah. Which I thought was not only a stupid title, but why would you change Square that has been very successful and people know about it for many years now to Block? The only thing I could think is maybe because a Square is kind of like really very two-dimensional. Yet a Block would be three-dimensional. No, oh, please. Maybe. I, I don't know. Really? That's a stretch. Yeah, very, much, <laughs> very much a stretch. But speaking of uh, stretch uh, and stupid companies, according to a multi-state agreement announced Wednesday, Intuit, the owner of the popular tax filing software TurboTax, will pay $141 million in restitution to millions of low-income Americans who were unfairly charged for services that should have been free. Good. <laughs> They seem to be snowing a lot of people. And, yes, we've had uh, Intuit TurboTax people on the show. Lisa was a guest again this year during tax season, which for a lot of us is still tax season because we're on extension and haven't finished. But, you know, promoting them, but also telling everybody that be careful because they say it's free, but is it really? And, of course, the game they play is that you've got to fill out all your tax information before you get to the end, before they tell you if it's free or not. Well, how is that helpful? Mm -hmm. So they're paying a hefty amount of money to people who were swindled by Intuit. Yeah, and TurboTax also... Or Intuit, whatever they call it. TurboTax also agreed to reform its business practices. Oh, yeah, right. For example, it must suspend a, quote, free, free, free advertising campaign that lured customers with the promise of free tax preparation but then asked them to pay. Uh, All 50 states and the District of Columbia have signed the agreement. According to a company statement, Intuit admitted no wrongdoing, of course, course. um, and expects minimal impact to to its business from implementing changes. Well, of course they're going to say that because they're <laughs> yeah. trying to save face, but it's BS. Yeah. I mean, first of all, how often do you hear that all 50 states jump onto something like that because yeah. of, of hearing from their citizens how they've been ripped off by a company, in this case, TurboTax? Yeah. You know, and, I, you know, and I haven't had a good experience with them you know, recently, especially with the customer support person I talked to the other day where it was like eating potato chips in my ear the whole time. Oh, that's nice. Her. Chomping. Oh, yeah. that's real customer <laughs> care, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Chomping <laughs> on chips or something. Yeah. And then you told me even sighing when you'd ask a question. It's like, yeah. <sighs> like, really? <laughs> I don't have time for this. Yeah. Get was, another job. Find lovely. something. Yeah. And that's and mind you, we of course paid for the business uh, element or package or whatever the heck well, it was that you and the accounting folks are working on for our own company. Well, that's why when I did my personal taxes, since I was going to have to pay either way, I went to H and R Block. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that was a smart thing to do. Yeah, that was very smart. So I guess it'll be H and R Block for me again next year as well. Mm-hmm. And let's invite somebody from that company on and hope that they don't rip people off like TurboTax has been doing. We'll see if we can get H or R on. Yeah, work on either of them. We'll we'll take either. We don't want both because it's confusing with two people. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. Google has released the Android 13 beta for all Pixel devices, offering users new wallpaper colors and Bluetooth low-energy audio support. Well, that can be handy. Also, the operating system's privacy features are being updated to limit apps' photo access and reduce notification spam. Thank you very much. But now this, of course, just goes to Pixel devices first. But you can look for Android 13 coming to a device nearby you at some point. I can't look for Android 13 coming to my device. Well, because that's because you're an iPhone-y. Yeah, well, it's well, smart. What? No. Wise up and come over to the light side. 
But it's funny because you remember, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I told you that, oh, I got the, the notice that my free year of Apple TV is up, which meant that I've had my phone for a year, mm-hmm. which means it's now out of warranty. I noticed a few days ago the phone is completely slowing way down on everything oh. I try to do. And we've talked for years about this yep. built-in obsolescence. And the last time I had to replace it, I had just finished making the payments on the two-year payment plan. And the next month, the phone went kaput. I had to buy a, get a new one. Do, do you think that could just be a coincidence? No. No. Not at all. It's built-in obsolescence. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, boy. How are you going to handle that? Yeah. Uh, Ford just started shipping its electric F-150 Lightning on April 26, but it already has a surprise for soon-to-be owners. All versions of the truck will have higher horsepower than it originally announced, and the standard range model will have an even higher payload capacity. This is all according to a press release from the company. When Ford announced its electric pickup last May, the company estimated the standard battery pack version would make 426 horsepower, and the extended range version would make 563. Hmm. Now that it's actually building them, those numbers have gotten a bump. The standard range will now produce 452 horsepower, Whoa. and the extended will get 580 horsepower. That's a lot now, of horses. Yeah. Now, to put that into perspective, the V8 turbocharged diesels that Ford puts in its Super Duty trucks, those are the F-250 up to F-450 trucks, mm-hmm. they top out at 475 horsepower. So they're going to be even more the electric, than the, the, electric, the heavy duty The electric ones. trucks are going to get more horsepower than their Super Duty trucks. Wow. <laughs> but you can't go as far as you can on a tank of gas in one of the gas-powered ones, probably. Right. Yeah, you need to bring a long extension cord. Exactly. And along those lines, you hear this Ford offering owners of its new F-150 Lightning electric pickup that you talked about, a home integration system that enables the truck to send power to a home. The system works with Ford's Intelligent Backup Power and Charge Station Pro and will automatically send power to the home instead of taking it from the home uh, or to another vehicle if necessary or any other electrical devices in the event of a blackout. Because these batteries are big enough that they can power your home. Now, I don't know that you can power everything, and for very long, mind you. Like, don't expect you're going to run your air conditioning and and so forth and and your refrigerator and everything else. But in the event of a blackout, you hopefully can at least connect your refrigerator and have some lights working, but don't try to run everything. Because, again, you don't know how long, or is the the truck fully charged or only half-charged. But it's still a clever idea, and if they're actually going to be offering now does that mean they're going to charge them for it i'm sure sure. but they're at least offering the home integration system as we as we've learned when these car makers can charge for anything they do it's like the remote start that at least on my my car my 2016 explorer was free but now i think every car maker has been going to a subscription model even your acura it's a subscription you have to subscribe well, to. I the, can still use the key fob, but you got to be, of course, well, much right. closer to the vehicle. But if I want to use the app and start my car from halfway across the world, yeah, I have to pay for that subscription. Now, that's why you should just use the Vox system, Smart Start Viking. Yeah. Or Viper. <laughs> Viper, that's yeah. what I meant. Viking? <laughs> yeah, the Viper <laughs> Smart Start. Because, well, but there's a subscription, too. Yeah. You have to pay either monthly or yearly, come to think of it. But, uh, yeah, they're they're just hitting you for anything and everything they can. That's a shame. Yeah. Cutis in Ridgecrest, California, listens online at intotomorrow.com. Hey there, welcome into tomorrow. Dave, what I'd like to hear you from you is a sort of how can you contrast the collapse index? I know CES was, I think, just money. But the current problems at CES hopefully are only 
only COVID, and what do you think are the chances that CES can recover? Well, I like how you say only COVID. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if CES can recover in the long run. We'll see. But it is an interesting question, Cutis. Uh, for our listeners who might not know, Comdex was a huge computer convention held in Las Vegas every year. Uh, we went to it several times to broadcast from in the late 70s up until 2003. For many years, it was the big daddy, if you will, with many people feeling that it was a more important show to the industry than CES. We even broadcast our show, as I mentioned, from there the first several years that we were on the air. Yeah, and around 99 or 2000, major companies like Apple, IBM, and Compaq uh, began pulling out of Comdex to hold their own corporate events, which is a trend that still continues today. That, combined with changes the organizers made that allowed bloggers and anyone who declared themselves legitimate media to attend, mm. started a downward spiral. Yeah. We've noticed that same thing even with CES the last several years. Oh, sure. It's like, you know, everybody qualifies as press. Oh, you're a blogger? And yeah, yeah, I have my three uh, siblings listen to my podcast. Oh, well, come on in. Yeah. Well, come on. You know, that's part of the downfall as well of CES. Yeah. Um, Comdex uh, went from 2,500 exhibitors and 225,000 attendees at its peak to just 500 exhibitors and 40,000 attendees in its final year in 2003. Ironically, that's about the attendance we saw at CES this year, if even that. Yeah. I don't even, they claim about 40,000. I don't see it. I mean, yeah. we were trying to count ourselves and we could use both fingers and both feet. Uh, I would assume that CES would have rebounded better if there hadn't been a new COVID variant making the rounds at the same time, and that it will rebound better, we think, next year. Now, having said that, they didn't put on a show for two years, and no one really missed it, which is really interesting. So the show may have proven itself to be less useful and necessary than CTA, the Consumer Technology Association, would have you believe and would like us to believe. So we'll see. But stay tuned. We are going to be at IFA in Berlin, where tech is back. In person, huge show. They've got a whole bunch of exhibitors already attending and a whole bunch of us media already registered. Join us because it is open to the public. So take a nice vacay to Berlin, Germany, first week of September and join us there. Stay tuned. Intotomorrow.com. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. At Into Tomorrow, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two about technology. Yeah, we don't do insurance. 
like the other guy says right. all the time. But we do. Welcome back to the program. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting, with a new intuitive dashboard and stats system that now gives podcasters unparalleled insights into their growth. Start your free trial now at blubrry.com. And happy Mother's Day weekend to all of our moms listening. And stay tuned because coming up in a few minutes, we'll be chatting with Oyvind Birkinness. He's the CEO of a company called AirThings. They've got smart indoor air quality monitors that track radon, particulate matter, and other airborne pollutants. And he says he's sending us some for giveaway, so you want to stay tuned for that. Hey, stand up straight. Oh, yes, sir. There are a few small things we can do to help with perfect posture. With this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. Proper posture keeps bones and joints in the correct alignment so muscles can be used properly. Here are some tips for improving your posture when standing. Stand up straight and tall. Keep your shoulders back. Pull your stomach in. Put your weight mostly on the balls of your feet. Keep your head level. Let your arms hang down naturally at your sides. Keep your feet about shoulder width apart. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Victoria. Always good stuff. The Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch. Ready to be your best every day? Find out how at humantouch.com. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 27th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, including products and services and gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. We, of course, also hope that you receive our free once-a-week tech newsletter. All we ask is your email address, which we don't share with anyone in spite of the constant begging all these years. We never share your email, and we don't spam you. Once a week, we send you a little tech newsletter with, cleverly enough, some tech news in it. We let you know who's on the show this week. We highlight a couple of calls that will address their questions and concerns. Uh, We just give you lots of cool information. Of course, we also let you know what kinds of gifts we're giving out. When you participate on the program, a lot of our guests and sponsors and friends of the show are regularly sending us things to share with you to promote consumer tech 
even more. So do join us and get the tech newsletter. Participate on the show. Just visit intotomorrow.com. Little box pops up. Put your email address only. Then watch for a subsequent email. It's a double opt-in thing because we don't spam anyone. So you'll click that link to say, yes, of course, I want to get it. And voila, you're in. Be sure and check your spam filters, too, because these days, so much stuff from so many valid people and email addresses are ending up in spam. So check that anyway on a regular basis. Our next guest's company makes smart indoor air quality monitors that track things like radon, particulate matter, and other airborne pollutants. The CEO of a company called Air Things is Oyvind Birkenes. Oyvind, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. I'm calling in here from Austin. Oh, very good. Clean air from Austin. It's always important to have clean air everywhere, but nice to know that you're joining us as well from Austin. Tell me a little bit about Air Things, and then let's get into the discussion about some of the cool products you have available. Yeah, so so Air Things has been around since 2008, and it really started with uh, very, like, uh, transforming the radon industry to to, to where you can monitor uh, radon gas with, with digital instruments. So, so that kind of, kind of started the, the, the company. But now we are a world leader in indoor air quality monitoring. And, and we have um, solutions for homes and homeowners and for commercial buildings and schools. And we sell this all around the world. Um, yeah, very exciting, growing very fast. Oh, I can imagine. Is radon still an issue, or has it grown to become more of an issue since we talked about radon initially? Um, tell us about that particular concern, because a lot of folks have not heard about it, or if they have, they figure it's probably not a problem for them. Yes, and, and uh, in, in the U.S., there's, uh, there's a lot of radon around, and there's a lot of houses that have uh, issues with, with radon gas. The thing with radon, it's fluctuates every day and so you don't know um, what radon level you have if you don't monitor it for it for it constantly mm. and it's a bigger problem in the the, the states where you have uh, colder climates because then you typically don't air out as much you have more insulated uh, houses and when it's cold outside and warm inside there your house will kind of drag air from the ground and you, you get elevated levels of radon inside so what, so what is radon then? It's something apparently that's naturally produced, I'm guessing? So it comes from uh, uranium in the soil. There's uranium all, all around. It's a radioactive gas. Uh-huh. Um, and um, at low levels, it's not dangerous. When, when it gets elevated levels, it's, uh, it can cause uh, damage to your, to your lungs and, and cause uh, lung cancer. Wow. It's a leading cause of lung cancer for those that don't smoke. And just in the U.S., more than 21,000 people into EPA and die from lung cancer due to radon every year. Holy cow. Well, and we hate when that happens, by all means. So clearly it's important for folks to monitor their indoor air quality. want to remind our radio audience to come and see the video of my interview with Oyvind because we're showing you some of the cool product, uh, the cool products that they deal with and so forth. But uh, how is it that air quality in general impacts our health? Yes, and and I think now, um, like post COVID, let's hopefully this is really post COVID. Yes, That's oh please coming back. Yes, yeah. and and uh, what we see is that um, air quality is much higher on the agenda uh, for for most people. And now we we see how much impact air quality have, and 
There's so many people that have shortened their lifetime because of uh, air pollution. Mm. Um, and uh, it causes asthma, it causes allergy. There's People get drowsy and tired. Students can follow classes because of uh, poor air quality. So it's a wide range of challenges uh, caused by, by poor air quality. And, and the thing is that we spend 90% of our time indoors, unfortunately. And uh, if you look at new research now, they show that indoor air is more polluted than outdoor air in, in, in average, two wow. to five times. Oh, gee. And of course, we're not running factories in our houses or something. So one would think that that's kind of an interesting statement, but it makes sense from what you've described. And several of us here have suffered through COVID, uh, some of us hospitalized for a month in my case, uh, and, and I begin to blame my almost constant tiredness and so forth on post-COVID, uh, but that was two years ago, and maybe I should be looking more at indoor air quality, not only in my home, but in and around our studios and things. Uh, I guess nobody is completely safe from any problem with indoor air quality. No, it's it's very true. And, and one thing that uh, that has got a lot of attention now is carbon dioxide. So it's CO2. So not CO, which is like the deadly poisonous gas, but CO2, which is uh, what we humans breathe out. Uh-huh. And, and what we see when, um, let's say you are in a room, in a classroom, in your living room, and you have several people there breathing air. And, and if if the air exchange rate, the ventilation rate is low, you will get elevated levels of, of CO2, which means you mix the air. So what you breathe out, I would breathe in, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a very good proxy of is the air fresh and how much of the air is mixed between people. It says something about the virus risk uh, in, in, in that, that room. That's a good point, because we've all heard about how if you're in a room long enough with somebody with COVID, and, and that's one of the easier ways to get it. Uh, and again, as you said earlier, uh, please, God, we hope it's post-COVID now and things are, are dwindling down and getting back to somewhat normal. Tell me, though, about AirThing's new view series of products, like the one that I'm holding up now. Uh, this is a, a whole new series of, of products to help us with our air quality monitoring. Yes, it's to really make it easy because most people don't really know. Like we, we take care of the complexity and we, we present to you in an easy way what's going on in, in, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your basement, etc. where you would use your, your product. Um, it's all wireless. It's all um, battery operated. So, so it's very easy to put uh, on shelf or, or, or by, the, by your bed. Um, it's Wi-Fi connected, um, and you have a nice working app that tells you what's going on, if the air quality is good or bad. And if it's not good, it will tell you uh, what you can do about it and um, sends you notifications when there's things uh, that, that you, you, you can improve. And it's very huge. You'll learn a lot, and the product lives with you, and you will learn more and more uh, about the air and how big of an impact it has on your health and also your sleep um, and um, making sure you, you feel fit and not are drowsy and tired. 
Well, and one of the important things, Oyvind, that you mentioned is that you'll tell us what we can do about it. I mean, sometimes there may not be much we can do, but other times it might be as simple as open a window, you know, let some more fresh air in if you can, uh, those kinds of things. What are the sorts of things that, again, depending on what uh, the the air quality indicators are providing, uh, are we able to do uh, or do we need to be worried about, you know, tearing down some of the house and rebuilding. I mean, is it, can it get that extreme? Yeah, so it's uh, mostly you can solve these things very easily. Just by monitoring, you will see what, what, what's wrong and how you can can, can deal with it. Um, we have many asthmatics that, that, that have, like, um, um, are sensitive to VOCs or particles. Uh, okay, we see that maybe in a bedroom. And, and okay, you can air, get more ventilated the room. Or you could add an air purifier if required. Many homes have very, very dry or very humid environments, and then of course, uh, if, if it's too dry or too humid over too long time, that can cause issues. Everything from very dryness, coughiness, or that you get mold risk. Yeah, and we'll tell you about that and tell you how you can can deal with that. CO two levels getting high, which means that there is not enough fresh air which affects your sleep, it makes you drowsy at least uh, as well when, when you try to, to watch TV or do, or do your homework or, or follow class. So um, those things, then you, you need more fresh air, open windows, or improve your, your ventilation. Maybe your filter and your HVAC system is closed. So there's all these things that we help you to learn and to, to educate you on, on what you can do. And typically it's pretty simple low-cost things you can do to improve and make big differences. We're chatting with the CEO of Air Things, Oyvind Birkenes, and we invite you to visit airthings.com. But don't go away. There's much more to come, more fascinating information about how to keep your family safe from all sorts of indoor contaminants. As Into Tomorrow continues, we'll be right back. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. As we continue bringing you further into tomorrow, I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the CEO of Air Things, Oyvind Birkenes. I'm noticing some of your products uh, appear to be kind of uh, very similar to uh, smoke detectors uh, or those kinds of things, and others are a little bit different, again, like the one that I'm holding up now, uh, that you would simply put on a table or maybe mount on a wall if it's more convenient, that sort of thing. Uh, do, do the products vary by region in the country or what problems you might anticipate, uh, or does pretty much any of your product work with anybody uh, anywhere? Yeah, so we have like a top-end product, View Plus, that kind of um, monitors everything and, and will, uh, whatever you have, wherever you are and whatever you have, it, it will, will take care of, of that. Um, and then we have more subsets also to, to, to provide lower uh, prices because some of these sensors are high-tech developed over many, many years with, with researchers in particle physics to be able to create those. So 
So some of the sensors are very expensive. So so we have like the view pollution uh, would be um, a product that more targets areas where you have a lot of city pollution. Uh, if you have uh, asthma issues, mm. um, if you have wildfires and things like that. So yeah, we have products of, of different variations, and the view plus has all of it. I know that's all in one. Okay, and can you give our audience an idea? For example, the View Plus, the apparently the top of the line product. What do, what would that cost? So it's uh, it, it costs two ninety nine. Then okay. you have everything battery operated, wirelessly connected with a free app, and there's no subscriptions, nothing. It will and we will have a product that will last for many many years, um, and, and will 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 give an impact, make an impact. Gotcha. The low end would start at what? I mean, you do have other uh, air quality monitors that are not as involved. Obviously, we'll, won't monitor everything. Uh, and what do they start at? Yeah. So, so what I said, well, the View Plus is two ninety nine, so just under three hundred dollars. Okay. And then we have the 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 View Pollution and View Radon, which is at one ninety nine, so just under two hundred dollars. Okay, very cool. Is there a, a an ideal customer for AirThings, uh, or is it pretty much anyone, anywhere uh, can benefit, it sounds to me, from the ability to monitor for your indoor airborne pollutants? Yes, it's for everybody. And if you are have a home, um, if you have children, uh, you want to ensure that they breathe healthy air. And with this type of product, product you will very quickly see what's going on and what you can do about it. And and typically the things you do to, to improve the air significantly is very simple steps and they are not costly. So for sure, I think um, people will see a lot of value in this. Oh, terrific. Well, we appreciate what you are providing, what you are manufacturing. I may twist your arm, see if we can do a few for giveaway. I won't put you on the spot right now on the air, but it would be a great way to help spread the word even more so with our audience. You want to keep your family safe from all sorts of indoor contaminants, and you can learn about that by visiting airthings.com, just like it sounds, A-I-R things. Dot com. We'll get you there, as always, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Where are your products available? I'm, I'm assuming also on your website, but retail stores? Yeah, it's available on, on the website, on Amazon, on, on several retailers like Home Depot and others. Ah, terrific. Very good. The CEO of Air Things, Oyvind Birkenes, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, we look forward to getting you back because no doubt you're staying on top of these things and you'll come out with even more and better and newer monitors and we'll be happy to talk about them. Thank you. Our pleasure. Again, you want to visit airthings.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 
856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. Did you know for the latest tech news and, of course, our 24-7 stream and podcast, tap the Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow, and carry us in your pocket. There you go. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Texting as we speak. All right. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. Here's Chris. This week in 1927, the Hotel Statler in Boston, Massachusetts, became the first hotel to install radio service, allowing its guests to listen to classic radio programs. It was a two-channel system, with the guests selecting a channel on the receiver, then either listening to with a headset or with the radio's loudspeaker. Wow. It cost the hotel $50,000 to install radios in each of its 1,300 rooms, and another 750000 to install the service in the chain's six other hotels. Wow. <laughs> in 1928 this week, WGY-TV in Schenectady, New York, began the first schedule of regular TV programs. It was a very short schedule, in fact. WGY offered programming to the upstate New York audience three times a week using the mechanical scanning method. And mechanical scanning wasn't to be the wave of the future. It was electrical scanning developed by Philo Farnsworth that would make television available to the masses. This week in 1973, Skylab was launched by NASA from Kennedy Space Center. Skylab was the first space station launched by the United States and the only one to be exclusively operated by the U.S. Most illogical. Skylab included a workshop, a solar observatory, and other systems necessary for crew survival and scientific experiments. Skylab's re-entry in 1979 was an international media phenomenon with souvenirs for sale that included a bottle of Skylab repellent that came with a money-back guarantee if you were to be hit by a piece of debris. It's alive! The parts of Skylab that didn't burn up on re-entry landed in mostly unpopulated areas of western Australia. One county fined NASA $400 for littering, which went unpaid until 2009 when it was paid on behalf of NASA with money raised by a morning radio show. Of course, leave it to radio to solve the problem. That's right. In 1975 this week, Sony introduced the Betamax video cassette recorder. This also spurned the intense videotape format war with JVC's video home system, or VHS format. Uh, The format war was very similar to the Apple-IBM rivalry, as early on, Sony insisted on keeping their technology proprietary, and JVC welcomed a more open-source approach where where they would license the technology to their competitors. VHS ultimately won the format war, and despite this, Betamax production and sales lasted 41 years until Sony finally pulled the plug in March of 2016. I'll be back. I don't think so. No. <laughs> and this week in 2004, the Spaceship One rocket, developed by Scaled Composites in Mojave, California, and piloted by Mike Melville, climbed to 211,400 feet, becoming the first privately funded vehicle to reach the edge of space. This flight also made Melville the first commercial astronaut in history. Oh. Something we're seeing a lot more of nowadays. That's right. But you know what they said at the end of that trip? What's that? Transfer of data complete. <laughs> 
That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.